This is the Ed Milet Show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. As many of you know, this past week I turned half a century old. And in that half a century, there's been many different events and stories that have changed my life. Just like I know many of the stories and teachings I've given you have changed your life on our show. And I thought this week that it would be wonderful to share with you what some of those stories are that have impacted and changed my life. I hope that it inspires you, teaches you, and causes you to go out and take max out type action. So enjoy this week's show. I think it's going to be a special one you'll remember forever. God bless you and max out. Kids at school called me Eddie Spaghetti. That wasn't fun. You say, Eddie Spaghetti, your meatballs are ready. That's what they would say. That's how they tease me. The jerk that started this lived right next door to me. Little Ray Ray. This little punk. And one day, we got in a little scrape behind the cars in the driveway. And Ray Ray kicked my ass pretty good. Pretty damn good. To the point where I ran away from him crying. And my mom was on the porch. Oh my gosh, Eddie, what happened? Mama Ray Ray, he slapped me, punched me in the face. Oh, come here, sweetheart. I remember, come here, baby. We're in the kitchen and she's hugging me. It's okay, he's a bad boy. His daddy's been in jail like three times. We're just, we're not that kind of family. They're mean, right? He's a bad man. And I can hear, I can hear. Here comes Big Ed down the hallway. I can hear him. I'm thinking he's going to give me a big hug too, right? My dad's, what the hell's going on in here? My mom turns around and says, this criminal next door, Ray Ray, has assaulted our son for the 400th time. That's what's going on here. Are you going to do anything about this? And my dad goes, get your hands off him. He goes, get over here. And he gets down at my level and he goes, look at me. You are leaving this house and you are going back over there and you are kicking his ass. You understand me? No, no, dad, he always kicks my butt. And I walk over to their porch, which is like three steps from ours. And I knock on the door, their screen, and Big Ray all tatted up, no shirt on. He's through the screen. What's up, Eddie? I said, um, Big Ray, um, my dad says I have to come over here and kick Ray Ray's ass or I can't come home for dinner. So, and Big Ray goes, I like that kind of party. Let's get him. I'm serious. I hear him at the door. Ray Ray, Ray Ray. That's how he does. Ray Ray, get over here. Little Ray, little bulldog comes running up. <laughs> right? He goes, hey, little Eddie wants another piece. And little Ray Ray goes, let's do this. I'm like, oh, crap. And we got up there, and Big Ray goes, you get there, you get there. Go. And Ray Ray came at me. And by some force of sheer blessing from God, I got this little dude in a headlock, and I'm giving him. My dad used to give me noogies. Remember noogies? So I didn't really know how to hit him, but I'm noogieing the hell out of this kid's head. Noogies. Just noogies. And so finally, I kicked his ass. Right? No. So, Big Ray stops it. Big Ray pulls us off each other and he goes, Ray Ray, he got you. Now shake his hand. And we shook hands. And I walked home, my dad's like, now get in here. Let's make some spaghetti. Let's do this, right? Right? 
So proud of me. Now, I'm just gonna tell you a couple, couple things you need to know. Number one, that taught me life will give you what you'll fight for. That's really the point of the story. Now, my mother, who heard me tell this story one of the times, she feels like I should also divulge another set of facts. I don't even know why this is relevant at all, but because my mom asked you, I will just, because this was the, I'll just tell you, I was seven, Ray Ray was four. I just want you to know that. <laughs> but I don't know why that's even relevant. Why is that relevant? Why is that relevant? Life will give you what you'll fight for. Once and for all, you could find out what you're capable of. Once and for all, you could find out if you're capable of becoming this man or woman you always dreamed about. Life's gonna give you ultimately what you'll fight for. Stop backing into everything. Stand up, bow your back a little bit. Start to walk a little different. Start to be that best version of you. You can do it in your quiet way. You can do it the way you do it, but somehow they gotta look at you and go, okay, I won't monkey with that one. In your life, you're going to get what you tolerate. So what's the decision? What have you been sitting on? Is it the decision to finally get serious? Is it the decision to get licensed? Is it the decision to stop worrying about what people think? Is it the decision to become a great closer? Is it the decision to get off of some drug or alcohol you're on? What's the decision? It's sitting right in front of you. You knew it when you came in here. What have you been hesitating on? What are you afraid of? Face it right now. What do you need to decide? I know what it's like to come from a place growing up of anxiety and worry and fear. And I spent a lot of my life as an insecure person, you know, uh, not a lot of self-confidence. And through the tools I'm going to help you with today and some of the stories I'll tell you, I think I'm an example that you can turn those things around in your life if you're just willing to grow, willing to dream, and most importantly, maybe your heart's in the right place where you want to serve and help other people. For me, just so you know a little bit about my story, I didn't really realize that till I was probably in my early 20s. I was a pretty good athlete. I played high school and then college baseball on a scholarship. I was destined to go play professional sports, and for whatever reason, that didn't work out, and I found myself in my early 20s, back at home, living at my parents' house, unemployed. That's where my business career to hundreds of millions of dollars started for me, believe it or not. It started in my little bedroom I grew up in. Same posters on the wall, same teddy bear on the bed, eating out of my mom and dad's refrigerator with no job. And I've always said that everything in our lives happens for us and not to us, even the most difficult things. And ironically, my dad was an alcoholic when I was growing up, and believe it or not, that happened for me and not to me. Even the hardest things in your life, someday when you get on the other side and you win, you're going to find out that was all part of God's plan, that was all there to help you, not necessarily hurt you long term. It happened for you and not to you. And so for me, my dad had just gotten sober. I was unemployed, living at his house. My dad's one of those man's men, you know, like, hey, brother, you need to get back up and go to work. And I was sort of looking for a job, but not really. And maybe this surprises you to, you know, when you see my social media or my podcasts and stuff, I seem to really be, have my act together. Remember, that's the after. The before is I'm unemployed on my mom and dad's couch, sleeping in the same bed I grew up in. My dad comes home from his first AA meeting to get sober. First meeting. Comes home after me. I said, Dad, how was the meeting? He goes, ah, you know, we're getting sober. And he goes, and I got you a job. I said, you got me a job? What is it? As if I had a lot of options. He goes, you don't have any options. I don't know what it is. But you show up in San Dimas tomorrow morning at McKinley Home for Boys. I said, I don't know what that is. He goes, I don't know either, but it's six bucks an hour. That shows you how old I am. And uh, show up there in the morning. Get up early. 
So sure enough, I go, all right, I get up, I walk in there, and what I had found out was that this was an orphanage, basically an orphanage. It was a, a, a giant campus of group homes, like hundreds of boys, and all these little boys were wards of the court. All the, most of the boys there were, their parents were dead, incarcerated, or had molested them, these precious little boys. And here I am, kind of this cocky former athlete, you know, and I walk into Cottage 8, <clears throat> sorry, told the story many times and for some reason today I'm more emotional than usual about it. I walked into cottage eight and it changed my life. There were 12 boys there that day. My boys were all eight to 10 years old. And right when I walked in that morning, they're all getting ready for school. I got chills all over right now. All the boys stopped and looked at me like, who's the new guy? And I saw all these little eyes looking at me. And I recognize those eyes because I have similar eyes. I have this theory that any child that grew up in some real dysfunction, drug addiction, alcoholism, abuse, divorce, stress and yelling in a house, our eyes are just different. We just want people to love us. And uh, these boys had my eyes. And my life changed because instantly my life had to become about serving these boys. You know what these boys wanted in their life? Remember this, lesson number one to write down. You know what my boys really wanted? Somebody to love them, care about them, believe in them, and show them how to live better. That's what they wanted. They're no different than me. They're no different than you. The greatest mentors in my life loved me, cared about me, believed in me, and showed me how to make a better life. And so my life changed. I was their father, their big brother. I took them to school every day. I, I was there when they'd open their present on Christmas. I was there when they'd bring home their grades from school. I did homework with them. I put them to bed at night. And it changed my life because for once in my life, I found out, man, I, I love helping people. I love making a difference in people's lives. I love it. And I would have never left there except I couldn't have my own family living there. I've spent my entire business career from the premise of serving other people. My own needs second. Loving, caring, believing, and showing people how to live a better life in every single way. That's what I do on my Instagram, my social media, my podcast, my YouTube, all the company I was, I'm involved with. And that's what I recommend you do. I learned my greatest business lessons at McKinley Home for Boys. Eight, nine, and 10-year-old boys changed my life. I found out, man, I love helping people more than I like being important. I loved making a difference in their lives. My first day is from 6 a.m. to noon. That's a whole day to me. In that day, I'm trying to pack in as much fun, memories, fitness, family, business, contacts, money-making as I can from 6 a.m. to noon. You've all had that morning, haven't you, where you're going, man, I got more done this morning than I get done in five days. Of course you have. What if you just started to measure time? The more you begin to compress time frames, the more valuable it becomes, the more proficient and productive you become. My second day is from noon to 6 p.m. That's a second day. Like I literally, an alarm clock goes off in my head at noon. Day two just started. A new amount of memories, family, faith, fitness, contacts, business, money-making, helping people, Six from noon to 6 p.m. Third day starts, 6 p.m. to midnight. I wanna pack in there the same things I've just described. I got three days when the average person gets one. That's 21 in a week. You start stacking that up over time with the way you truly manage time. You start shrinking your calendar into six-hour days. Your entire existence will change. You start stacking up all these things I'm teaching you, and it's going to happen. Remember this. Lasting change is a standard, not a goal. It's got to be your standard. Excellence has to be your standard. Outworking everybody's got to be your standard. And now it gets fun. People say, man, it seems so intense. 
this business isn't just a business to me. It's my sport. I'm not, I'm going to play a little bit of golf on the side. I lift a little bit of weights, but I'm never going to be Tiger Woods. I'm never going to be a professional bodybuilder, but you can become the best of all time here. If you just practice these principles and it's got to be in your heart to do it. It's got to be something you want to share with people. See right now, a lot of people are judging you. They're judging you prematurely because there's something great coming in your life. And far too many of you, I really believe you think your current mess disqualifies you. I see this happen all the time. They say, yeah, but you know, they don't know about my divorce. They don't know about my setbacks. They don't know I've never really won. They don't know about this mistake I made, something I'm ashamed of. They don't know about this, that, or the other thing. They don't know my circumstances. And you think that thing, those things are going to hold you back from winning. Let me say something to you. God wants to repurpose your mess and build a dream with it. That, that is something that he wants to do for you. Your mess does not disqualify you. You are not disqualified. Don't you give in. Don't you surrender your dreams. Don't you let people take your dreams from you. You matter. Your family matters. Your children matter. You are not disqualified. In fact, your test will be your ultimate testimony someday. What you're going through right now, or that thing you're ashamed of, or those setbacks, that's going to be the story you tell on our stage. It's magnificent. Everything's happening for you and not to you, if you prove that to be true. You know, it's interesting to me how many of us let moments slip away. This moment is precious. God gave you this gift as a moment. You woke up again today to make your dreams come true. You didn't wake up again today to repeat the day before. You woke up today to make progress towards your dreams, towards becoming the woman or man you were born to be. This moment is precious and you got to take advantage of it before it becomes a memory. Moments, every single moment is precious. It's a gift to you. And what are you going to do with the moment? Are you going to make a decision to step into the new you? to step into your superpower, make a decision to start dreaming again, make a decision to start operating out of your imagination and your vision and not your worries and your history and the rear view mirror of your life. Those days are gone. This is a new opportunity. This is a new shot for you. So what's a decision you need to make? These decisions shape your destiny. And right now you're being given a chance. You may pass it by. You may be in a group right now, kind of writing some notes or talking to somebody, or maybe you're in your living room. Stop. Decide, take advantage of this moment. Someday you'll look back on this moment as a memory of the time your life shifted and changed. You're being afforded this moment, this message at this time. Decide you're going to plant your flag, that this is where you're going to do it or not do it, that this is where you stake your claim. This is where you make a statement about who you are as a man or a woman. You change your family tree forever. If you don't come from a rich family, a rich family can come from you. See, when I, I live at the beach now, when I've walked the beach when I was a kid, who lives in these houses? Who are these people? I thought they must be Martians. Now I've got to know them. You know who they are? They're the one. They're the one. Most of them weren't raised with money. But eventually, if you see a family who's successful and happy and seems to have richness in multiple areas, including money, you will find that somewhere along the family tree, the one showed up. And it's probably not the one everybody would have thought it was. But that one changed the family tree forever. Created generational wealth. Fought for that family. Said the world's not going to have their thumb on our family anymore. Our kids deserve the best neighborhoods, the best schools, the greatest memories. We got to make a difference as a family. And that starts with me. And the one shows up. And forever that family is different. I wish you'd decide right now that you would step into that power and become the one for your family.
I'm actually Ed Milet III. I'm Edward Michael Joseph Milet III. My papa, he's Edward Milet I. And he was not even a high school educated man, but he was the first person to ever believe in me. When I was a little boy, he'd tell me, you're the special one, I love you, you're gonna do something great. I'll never forget how he made me feel. Maybe you had someone like that in your life. Just that one person, a teacher, a coach, a mom, a dad, someone in your family, they just made you feel special. Here's the truth. All your life you've wanted to have that feeling again, haven't you? All your life. And by the way, if you don't have anybody like that in your life, I apply for that position. I'll believe in you. But if you had that person, picture their beautiful face. Are they still here with us or have they passed away? Just picture them. They were right about you. But somehow, as life started to happen, the world treats us a particular way, we forget. We forget how special we are. I'm here today to remind you that they were right. I'm asking you to honor that person, if that one does exist, with the rest of your life. Prove them right. And if there isn't a person like that, you and I are going to work together and I'm going to help you. I'm here to help all of you. They were right about you. Then there's my dad. See, I told you about my dad being a big drinker. My dad lived the first 40 years of his life a particular way. I think he would tell you if he was here today, not always uh, the way he'd be proud of. And then he got sober and my dad changed. My dad lived a magnificent life. My dad passed away just a few weeks ago. He's my hero, my best friend. And I watched a man, there was always a good man in there. There was always a winner in there, but he didn't always behave that way until he got sober. Here's what I know about you. There's always been a good person in there. There's always been a champion in there. There's always been a winner in there. Just maybe you haven't behaved that way yet. But my dad changed his life. And my dad spent the rest of his life helping other people change theirs quietly, not on social media, not with a podcast, not in a big speech like this, just every day in a coffee shop, helping somebody get sober. Midnight, taking a phone call from someone who was thinking about going back and drinking again. And my dad would counsel them and talk them off the ledge. Thousands and thousands of conversations and meetings. My dad had a list index cards on his bathroom of all the sobriety birthdays of all of his friends. And every morning my dad would text or call those people and wish them a sobriety, happy birthday. My dad quietly changed thousands of people's lives, but I never knew it because the program, he was in anonymous. I didn't learn about any of this until he passed away. But I want to tell you a story about my dad because it's the small things you do in life that echo into eternity. And every day you can change the world. Don't discount you. Don't discount your ability to make change in one person's life. That's what my dad did. So maybe my dad wasn't well-known or millions of followers like his son, but I can't hold a candle to that Ed Milet. That's the great Ed Milet. I watched him talk this person off of thinking of going about drinking and changing their life and making one last difference in the final moments of his own life. He unselfishly was helpful when he was completely helpless. I tell you that because I know there's greatness in you. If every day you just live by who you are, if you decide to serve other people, if you decide to make a difference in people's lives and you do it quietly, that eventually the things we do in the quiet places echo into the loud places. What we do when the lights aren't on us will eventually shine if we want the lights on us. My dad wouldn't even want me to tell you that story. My dad didn't want the accolades. He didn't want the recognition, but he wanted to make a difference. My father was successful. He's not a rich man. He doesn't have jets and houses. But my father lived richly. He was a successful man because he had the intentions of doing good and he did. 
You can be successful like that. And you know it. You gotta have the courage to step into that person. You have the courage to step into who you're capable of becoming and be that person that your children knows is happy and making a difference in the world. Like I know about my dad. And I hope that makes an impact on you. This is the Ed Milet Show.